Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like build and bigger pipeline with real customers leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this deep sales and LinkedIn has built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn sales navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn sales navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. JP Morgan Chase. Yeah, patent just got their patent approved for crypto their wallet. first crypto wallet. Yep. And Obviously, that is for the digital dollar. For the digital D. Yep. The digital dollar is being worked on by the 12 Fed bankers right now. They're doing trials with it to see how it works. A lot of people are saying that the digital dollar is going to be worse than the dollar because federal government, they can shut down your account right now. It's happened to me personally. It was a mistake, but it's happened. What's going on, guys? Welcome into today's episode of Money Moves. Your host, Maddie A., my co-host, Mr. Breedwell. What's up, y'all? We cover all things stocks, real estate, and personal finance to help mm. you on your wealth building journey. Today is November 22nd, and we've got I'm feeling good. We've got some oh, good energy good. going in oh, the studio today. Yeah, in the studio. <laughs> why, wait, why are you feeling so good? You know, things are panning out to look fairly good so far. We're about one, we're 140 basis points. That's 1.4% for y'all that don't know basis points off the um, resistance level on the S&P 500, which I believe if we break through that, we'll at least have a nice uh, rally through the end of the year um, and maybe carrying into next year and kind of getting us into a new cyclical bull market. I've been saying that for a while, but... um, Seems to be panning out better. Um, had some good comments that we'll get into later by some um, individuals that me and you both regard uh, as knowing what they're talking about a lot of the times. Um, maybe not all the time I agree, but I can give credence where, where credit is due. Um, every once in a while, I mean, he's he's stuck course with his narrative and every once in a while it can always pan out, right? But Yeah, this isn't panning out. I'm surprised. You normally would not say what I... And we'll get into who and what in a little bit. But um, just really good market conditions are starting to show themselves and the lagging indicators are catching up to the leading indicators in the market, which is um, one of the reasons for the movements we've seen in the market. And man... Shout out to everybody who didn't get out of the stock market. What a great time. Thank God. Next few weeks. Thank God I've got a great advisor in you. And if you don't have a great advisor and they're not giving you sound advice, I highly recommend you take advantage of the free financial x-ray. We, well, not we, Ryan and his amazing team do for all of our Millionaire Mindcast listeners for free. You can text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555 and connect with Ryan. And... Yeah, I mean, having a great financial advisor, especially in times like right now when you know volatility is extremely high and things are choppy and there's a lot of different narratives and we're in a recession, we're going into a recession, it's a technical recession, what is a recession? Let's redefine a recession, mm. right? There's, uh, there is importance when it comes to your board of directors. And yep. we talk a lot about board of directors, obviously, in all areas of life. Who are the mentors? Who are the experts? Who are the people that you can trust to give you proper counsel, mm-hmm. not just based on what they read and quote unquote know, right? But from real proximity, real experience, and real results. And so that's why I love having Ryan and his amazing team on Money Moves each and every week to help us break down what the hell is going on in the stock market. And of Try course, you best. guys know 
I will give you my thoughts and insight on the real estate market and what we're seeing, which is generally those two symbiotically work together, but generally lags what goes down in the stock market. Mm -hmm. We know what's happened in the stock market this year, and we're starting to see some stuff play out as we've been discussing, closing out 2022, headed into 2023 and what's ahead. So we're going to talk about some of those predictions and what we're seeing in the data on the real estate side here later on in the show. Uh, If you are an accredited investor and you're looking for passive investment opportunities, you want to look at syndications, you want to look at the different deals that we put out to our amazing Millionaire Mindcast community, you can text the word deals to 844-447-1555 as well. And of course, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. If you enjoy the content, just leave a review. We're on YouTube. You can hit the subscribe button there as well. Share it with a friend, a family member, a friend, anybody that you think can get some value in participating in these types of conversations. If you want to attend one of our events and know more about those, you can text the word events to 844-447-1555. If you're not on the weekly newsletter, text the word notes to that same phone number. Woo! All right. We got that out of the way. I suck at that when you're not here. When you're gone. (laughs) You're like, what do I say? What do I do? I'm like, man, I'm I got the housekeeping stuff down. Right, yeah, you you got your uh, your financial ad lib when you get in your zone, you get in your bag. That's when you start dropping the gems, and uh, we're going to talk about what's been going on in the stock market this past week. Mm-hmm. We got federal open market uh, committee meeting tomorrow, or uh, open minutes tomorrow. Fed minutes or tomorrow? Let me double check. I believe I those right are here. tomorrow. Um, but we got some stuff to to dig in there and kind of what some of the whispers, the Fed whispers, are saying. Um, but dude, before yeah, we dive in, this FTX scandal, I like every 24 hours and what unfolds just gets crazier. The, the fact that one, and the, crazier. the one today with the fact that his parents bought $121 million in property. So here, Tom, pull this up on the screen. Uh, for those that are watching this on YouTube, you guys can see uh, this chick has kind of been... Yeah, Genevieve. Yeah, she's yeah, she, she's a charter financial analyst, and she she's, just by the way, guys, the people the type of people that we get when you type in a financial X ray, we have a bunch of these type of people on staff there who go through your portfolio and look at stuff. And, and she's been us. digging, she's been digging and yeah. putting out some. She's been following this, putting out some good stuff. So she's smart. I like the her. last twenty four hours. Sam Bankman Fried's parents, what they uncovered, his parents, mind you, who are two. Uh, professors at Stanford who, you know, don't have an insane amount of money coming in from their salary. So trust attorney is Pops. Pops, thank you. And is like very good from what I've read. Highly regarded, at least from a lot of Democrats. They love him and use him. They're very good Um, in the law. And they have found in the last 24 hours that his parents own a $16.4 million vacation home in the Bahamas that FTX, the company, the holdings company, purchased at least $121 million in luxury real estate for the use of executives and employees. Um, His parents, both, there you go, professors at Stanford, successful but hard to imagine they didn't get some help from their former billionaire son in affording a $16.4 million home. Hey, don't don't make judgments now, Genevieve. You never know. I was going to say that. Yeah, that's not the end of it. Uh, but did FTX deposits pay for that home? And who did the due diligence for all these investors who put millions into FTX? Well, according to BlockWorks, uh, Bain & Co. received over $100 million per year to research private companies for Tiger Global. They could have paid me not even a penny. <laughs> one of those companies... Like, that is, this is not a good idea, y'all. One of those companies that they were doing research on was FTX. Tiger Global invested $38 million into FTX. Then the FTX token, uh, as she said, is not even close to dead. Market cap still at about $400 million, uh, And it's trading at about the same levels as when it launched in 2019. Alameda Research lost $3.7 billion from its inception through 2021. And Alameda still managed to lose an insane amount of money, even through the crypto kind of bowl of 2020 to 2021. Um, And then she talks about kind of the phishing scams, taking advantage of FTX victims, uh, ramping up. And she puts on, you know, some, some stuff on her page, but uh, it just kind of crazy to think that, you know, there's still what, I mean, I think. Well, the problem with this too, is it, it, there's some good, um, 
there's some good projects that have a lot of good ideas behind them that still need time and money to develop that are going to get affected by this. But the other thing that's that this is kind of doing, which I think is funny, is it's making people think that somehow this is why Bitcoin is better. <laughs> this is the exact reason why Bitcoin is dog shit. Um, and it's it's even worse. The stuff I'm seeing is like, oh, it's because, you know, it was on an exchange and people control it. There's like less than 10 people that control the, uh, the majority. I think it's over half of the Bitcoin that's out in, in circulation is controlled by like 10 people. It's the same thing just wrapped up in a different bag of shit. It's nothing different. If one person decides to do something, that's going to affect the whole community because there's too many. There's, there's one person with too many chips. Um, that would be the case for like in this example, Coinbase uh, said today that they own 2 million Bitcoin. You name me one person that has $40 billion laying around to get that much leverage into that asset because there is a limited amount. And therefore, if you are already out the gate, own $40 billion of it, you have a shitload of that. So you have a lot of power. You have manipulation power. But there is nothing. Our financial system is not perfect and it never will be. But it's a whole hell of a lot better than cryptocurrency because it's a bunch of fucking people that live at home with their parents that think they know the financial system better than the financial system and they don't. And this is a very good example of why I don't dabble in that bullshit. I, I know people think I'm a lame-o for that. Well, dabble. Let me back up. I do dabble like 15 to 25 bucks a week just so I can actually see what it does to my money. I've put in since inception. I've never, I don't sell. I just dollar cost average. $20,000 into crypto. I have seven grand. No. I have $4,800 to show for it. Do you know how much money I put into my investment accounts and how much more I have and how many market cycles my investment accounts have been through? And they're still there and they have more than every cycle I've gone through. You got to decide if you want the crock pot or the microwave, folks. And all y'all are tricked to thinking that the, the microwave is the easy and it's everybody does it. And that's the advent of social media and the gurus and the people that wear fancy suits minus like Patrick David Bett. He's a cool guy. Uh, But most of the guys, they're all just bullshitters. They're all lying to you. I mean, we were talking about uh, a guy in the real estate market that has a very good name if you don't know much about him, um, but has foreclosed on a bunch of deals Mm -hmm. recently. Just doesn't tell people that. So you just have to be very careful about, again, who you give your money to, who you are investing with. And this is a very good example of people seeing dollar signs, people seeing people getting excited for something without having the 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 base to say, oh yeah, this is a foundation we can build this excitement off of. It was not quantifiable. And so fraud happened. And the fraud is just insane. Yeah, I mean, there's still a billion dollars of clients' funds still missing. Democratic Party's not giving any money back. 70 million was traced to political campaign donations to the Democratic Party. 300 Some million. was directly, directly to Joe Biden. Uh, I think it was about 40 million or 30 million, something like 30 that. 30 to directly. And I think 40 was to like spread out. Then there's 300 million cashed out by Sam Bankman Freed himself. He took a personal loan. Now 121 million now traced to his parents' properties. It's super bad. It's wild. But I mean, what? They want to throw Martha Stewart in jail for an insider, you know, trading tip. And now, like, what are they going to do with this dude? I said it a few weeks ago. I don't think anything is going to happen to him because he did it in the Bahamas. We don't have any financial extradition with the Bahamas. And I mean, zero. And they don't give a flying fuck, it sounds like, that the money is gone. Oh, minus no. It's, it's going to be circulating probably in some of their economies. So they're not too upset about it. No. So the thing I'm actually interested to see is I think the federal government's going to put a ton of pressure on the Bohemian government and say, oh, okay, wow, that's really great. We like still support the majority of your economy with our tourism. So what if we just say that our, we're just going to shut you off and put a travel ban on you? I wouldn't be shocked if something like that happened, especially given the fact that Republicans control the House now. So interesting times. Um, I would never, ever, ever put any of your money into cryptocurrency, period, unless you're willing to lose all of it, because that's likely what's going to happen. It's what's going to happen with most of my money, because half the stuff I invest in is going to go to zero, more than half the stuff I've invested in. Invest in stuff that works. Real estate, stock market, life insurance been around for hundreds of years. 
thousands of years, actually. And they work. There's a reason that they've been around for that long and they work. Um, you don't have to do anything crazy to get very wealthy except be diligent and continuously do it and know that you're not going to decide you want to be wealthy today and wake up rich tomorrow. Shocker, I know. But that's just the way it is. I love what uh, Pat Bet David put out a, a post. Many former crypto millionaires are now low-key Uber drivers. <laughs> the only time it makes sense to put 100% of your savings into one place is when you're operating that company, aka a startup. And that's also risky, but at least you're in 100% control. Yeah. And, if it, and if, when that's, the reason you do that is so you show people you have skin in the game. That way you can get their money. Because you have all your money in the business. Only way to do it. Why do you think Jeff Bezos was freaking balling out of his Honda in a garage? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and his wife was paying, ex-wife now was paying the bills. So it's just it's how it goes. It's, I have no idea where this, this wet dream of I'm going to decide to be rich. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gas myself up and it's going to happen. This is not a fucking Disney movie. This is real life. You have to actually work to get success in life. Unless you have a trust fund or you're inheriting a company uh, where you don't have to do that, which is not really anybody that listens to this. You have to actually put in the work. You have to be proactive with your life. That is not a lay down and I'm just going to create this stairway up. You will be the neck that I step on to get to the next step if you do that. People like me will take advantage of that. That's capitalism. So... Um, I love how, uh, all the, the funny kind of memes that are going around right now, this is a little, little side note, but of, uh, you know, Elon Musk, right. Had 90% of the company is gone essentially. Yeah. And there's more users on the platform than ever before. He's slashed tens of millions of dollars in OPEX and, uh, you know, all the memes that are kind of going around about the young millennials and gen z who are complaining about actually getting a letter about actually having to come into the office and work oh i know yeah and it's like yeah you i people say oh well you don't go in the office right because it's down the hall from my house in my house i mean i have a home office and an office office and there's an office in reno there's an office in arizona there's an office in tempe there's two actually matt's been out to the uh studio and then we got a couple hundred thousand square feet we have offices. It's really a thing. Statistically, it, it just shows that when you're in an office, when you're in a work environment, you act like you're working. Pretty, pretty crazy, huh? That that would be the case. Uh, to me, that was kind of shocking to see how many people are straight upset that he's asking them Libs, to come and work your butt off for the company Liberals. that you have been sucking off the teat for many years so you can get three square meals a day and work from home and put in 15 they don't even, hours they don't of even work, unproductive though. A work. lot of people yeah. just don't work. I mean, it's just crazy, right? And a dangerous mentality, a mentality that will never get you wealthy. I can, I can promise you that. No. I mean, the more of you that those type of people that exist, the easier it is going to be for people like Matt and I or our listeners that are serious about their wealth because you're low-hanging fruit. Talk about a big ripe apple hanging from the top of the tree branch bending down it's easy when you can pick off stuff like that uh people like that exist they get involved in things like what me and matt are doing they figure out it's going to be long term they don't do well in it and then we pick up an asset of distress value which is coming more Um, and more of those are coming yeah jp morgan chase yeah patent just got their patent approved for their first crypto wallet Yep. And Obviously, that is for the digital dollar. For the digital D. Yep. Ooh, talk, Mark, you hear that, brother? <laughs> you and uh, you and Bang Bros might need to get something going on there. But the uh, sorry for about that, guys. Um, there, the the digital dollar is being worked on by the twelve uh, Fed bankers right now. They're doing uh, trials with it to see how it works. My a lot of people are saying that the digital dollar is going to be worse than the dollar because federal government can shut down your account. They can shut down your account right now. It's happened to me personally. It was a mistake, but it's happened. So that that aspect, people got to get over that, that you know somebody's going to be in control. The federal government's always going to be in control of the, the, the money that they issue because they back it. So it's, they're in control of it. So get over that. Um, what I think is going to be very interesting is how it works. 
And how long, if we do have a digital dollar, will it take for physical dollars to just become like, they're not, are they going to stop? You know, when is the announcement going to oh, the, the treasury no longer prints physical coins or does not print physical notes anymore? Um, how do we transfer the ledger of our old ledger that we have of dollars or denominations that are out there to that? Is it on my phone? How does, does my, what's my password? Who, how do I send it? You know what I mean? Is it on my desktop? Is it on my phone? Is it an app? So much stuff to figure out, but the blockchain technology is going to be the driver of that. And that, that is where uh, I think you and I have said multiple times that that is the beauty of crypto or DeFi or whatever you want to call it. Uh, the technology that is underlying that drives it, that, is, that got overlooked. And that, I think, is really what's going to change our future. It's going to be huge in real estate. I think it's going to be huge in the financial services, but like real estate... Is still done in a very old school way. It's on paper. Mm-hmm. There's lots of contracts. There's a there's intermediaries that are unnecessary, and so I think for real estate, it's going to be very, very, very enticing and exciting. Minus if you're a title company, title yeah. companies will yeah, hate you, it. You will be bye bye. You'll literally go yeah, to zero. There will be irrelevant. It. Yeah, there's, there's just there's no need for a handheld somebody to hold your hand when the transaction's on a public ledger and it's completely secure because you're the only one with the key like mm-hmm. it's just that's that to me is where the future is is going towards and i think it's great it's also going to make it to where okay well on this mutual fund why am i paying a commission for you to buy it for me when i can buy it quicker for myself do i really need a broker now now just getting advice is probably going to be you know so things are are moving in that direction it's very exciting um Anybody who's afraid of it is just afraid of innovation, in my opinion. If it's a U.S. dollar, it's one for one backed by the U.S. government. I'm good with that. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if people think I'm old school. That'll be good because that'll get adopted and actually used. And then we can actually progress. You know, How quickly do you think other banks and organizations... Instantly. So JP Morgan is just kind of first instantly. Especially if JP Morgan's on the front runner of it, there will be no. I guarantee you, Bank of America, uh, Wells Fargo, Wells Fargo. They're all. They probably already have their version of it. They just didn't file the patent for it first, Um, and they're probably going to let JP Morgan do the heavy lifting for them, and then make edits off of that. Kind of like what electric car companies did with Tesla. They're going to let Tesla go out there, let Tesla fail, let Tesla make the mistakes, and then we'll make electric cars off of their successes and their failures. Have they talked about when they're actually going to roll it out? I heard next year. And are they legitimately like, what does that transition look like? I have no idea because it's never happened ever. Yeah. No idea. It's going to be really I guess what I could do is look back to when we started using dollars. <laughs> it's just been hundreds of years. It's like, it's so long ago. We've been, that's why our financial system needs an update. It's mm-hmm. really old. I mean, it's really old. We've updated what the notes look like, but not how the system really works. Right. Minus the, um, you know, the internet being implemented and electronic I mean, infrastructure systems. and technology is all there. It's really just kind of putting all the puzzle pieces together to make it as efficient, run as efficiently as it possibly can. Cronyism will be something that holds it back quite a bit. Uh, in the United States, I think that. Tell me uh, more. What do you mean by that? Um, there is there's parties that are have vested interest in do in still making money from the old way. Mm-hmm. Same with that's the same thing with electric cars to uh, fossil fuels and stuff like that. Um, so that will slow the adaptation a bit, but I don't think that it'll it'll hinder it uh, overall. I just think it'll slow that just a little bit, kind of like with uh, how electric cars will eventually probably fully and will fully replace uh, combustion engines for at least, you know, what we drive. And mm-hmm. maybe beyond that, they fly or there's some other form of anti-gravity, who knows, but everything is supposed to improve. So this is the financial system in the United States improving. And the reason it's so exciting is because it's the largest financial system in the whole world. And it's the powerhouse or the trading center of the world, our, our stock exchanges. So once we do it, Everybody will do it. It'll be developed countries and emerging markets, then East Asia, then you get your to developing countries and so on and so forth. But it, I think it's going to be fairly quick. I just don't. We already have phones. I mean, how fast did it take Apple Pay? 
to get on your phone. And that that's yeah. kind of like new, you know, where you digitized your credit card yep. or debit card. I feel like it's going to be pretty quick. I I don't think it's going to work perfectly. No doubt. There's going to be lots of hiccups and kinks, but like, I really like the fact where it's like, so this isn't a debit card, so there's no transaction fees. Mm-hmm. It's cash, except I can have $8,000 in cash right here. Yep. Doesn't weigh a ton. Don't worry about losing it, getting stolen. Well, they limit the transaction amount that you can do. Probably. I would say probably to help with money laundering on the front end because they're going to have to figure out how this works and they're going to have to watch people use it in a wrong way and figure out how people are going to think about it in an ill way and then cut off all those loopholes. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's going to be great. I would love to... There's a lot of cash businesses, especially in California. Mm -hmm. It would help those businesses transact easier and it makes it easier for people like me and you who don't carry cash to still do a cash transaction. Yep. It's just weird because it's, it's like not it's not cash, like how we understand yeah. it. Yeah. But like our kids' kids will probably not or may not ever touch a bill. Yeah. Or a coin. Mm-hmm. So just just kind of crazy. I mean, people used to write, you know, each individual bank in the United States used to issue their own private notes. That was a thing. Um, which is why like there was lots of bank bank notes that went around. That's where bank note came from, the terminology. That went away. So something like that will happen. It'll be interesting. It'll be a headache. Um, but it'll overall be good. It'll, it'll, it'll move this, the ball forward for the financial system. So what are you guys seeing and hearing around federal open? 50 basis points, 25 basis points, and hold. So they're getting a little bit more dovish, it sounds like. Getting a lot more dovish. And that's becoming a, a well-accepted and kind of the... Yep. Narrative that all are buying into in the financial markets. Yep. I think that they're being prudent and saying that this is not a pivot because uh, they don't want people to overreact. But yeah, the the leading indicators that track um, inflation, which is the main thing that's keeping us in this uh, recessionary kind of bubble that we're in, um, are all well below what the lagging indicators are saying that they are. And housing prices starting to come down a lot more and inventory rising on that. That is helping quite a bit. Um, that was just going to take time for that to uh, catch up and happen. Um, OER, we talked about it almost a month and a half ago. That is now being whispered in uh, on major media sources. So a lot of the stuff that we are going to be able to give you sometimes is... I hear it and I just try to get ahead of it. And it's nice to see when it pans out and it lays out in the way similar to what we're thinking. OER, if there a lot for four economists now going to say if you remove OER uh, owner equivalent um, rents rents from the equation, CPI is way core and headline is way 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 in line. Um, and I'm also hearing them adjust back to below five percent, maybe for the Fed funds target rate to four seven five. So Do you think they're going to raise it? Because some people have been concerned they're going to raise it above six. No, no. That's a bunch of bullshit. They won't do that. Won't happen. They're going to lower it, if anything. In fact, the Fed Fed speak this week said they're, they're considering going below five now. Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me, in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze, how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group who are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey. So if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least $50,000 in the next year with commercial real estate investing, then this is your moment. These spaces are going to fill up fast 
And trust me, this is the one and only time to be a founding member, which comes with some pretty special benefits. So head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now. Again, that's myfirst50k.com. You can head over there, check out the program, see everything that it entails, submit your application to join, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. And what does that mean to the average investor? That means that we're at 375 right now. So if we raise by another 50, we'll be at four and a quarter. And if we raise by another 25, we'll be at four and a half. If we're trending down, rates are eventually going to meet and they're going to stop raising. And if CPI or inflation continues to go down, that then gives them the means to either hold rates there for as long as they need to and then start cutting. And that will make money cheaper. And then leverage becomes more of a tool that people can use for stuff like real estate, in the stock market, in business, because money can move quicker because the monetary policy is less tight and not as restrictive. Yeah, we saw you know supply still limited relative to the demand. Demand being slashed. You know, demand still very high, but it was you know slashed as rates continue to push people out in terms of affordability. But we saw 24% of homes sold above list price in October. Uh, That's down from 28% a month ago and 42% a year ago. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, still holding relatively steady. Uh, Let's see. Nationally, Central Lock, which is kind of the lockbox company that tracks all of home showings throughout the U.S., Home showings were down 23% year over year. Showings declined in every region. In the Northeast, 58% down. Midwest, 36% down. West, 22% down. And the South, 11% down. Obviously, some of that is going to be seasonal going into the holidays, going into colder months, but still down 23% year over year. Perfect storm for the uh, real estate market. It gets to go through a recession in a seasonably acceptable time, which makes it more palatable. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume that you would agree with that. And it's a good indicator because normally the stock market finishes and the real estate market finishes second. Um, that to me is a good indicator um, that we are exactly where I think we're probably at. Uh, who We were talking about Peter Schiff earlier, and that is who essentially said, hey, the perm of a bear. Yeah, he's like, hey, gold man. We're, we're already in a recession. Nobody has the balls to just say it. It's like, I'm going to call it a stealth recession because that's what it is. But after we had the positive GDP prints, there's just, it's not, now there's, now there is no path forward for a recession because it can't, it has to continuously be negative. So now we would have to reset and where the market's at right now, it's not going to retrace back. He does not believe. Um, there still could be a small pullback. Uh, as we start a new cyclical uh, bull market, which is typical, the end of bear markets tends to be very volatile because people are kind of like, wait, is this it? Is this it? Is this it? Do I jump? Do I not? Um, that should still be early spring. So it's still a wonderful time to keep buying. We should have a good rally through the end of the year. I'm looking for the S&P to close above 4068, 4071. Hold it. That will be a breach below the resistance right now, which is the 200-day moving average. And that would put us into a a nice rally for a while. So you and I were talking over dinner the other night. Do you believe that inflation has peaked up? Yes. Yeah. And it, it not has, did. Did peak up. Yeah. Back in July. So most of the people that, you know, still have concerns about inflation running hot. Are we still, you know, do we have Don't. prices and supply chain and labor issues? Yeah. And do we have this under control? And the thought is, in most segments of the market, we do. Yeah, in most segments of the market, we do. There what about food? Um, food still seems... And I'll give you... <laughs> I think food prices are like taxes. <clears throat> yeah. Once they figure out you'll pay it, they're not going to go back. They're just going to keep their margins hot and heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that... that Trump's all the data to me is a non is a is a data point that's tracked, but it's not used in calculation. Um, the price to ship a container of goods of any goods 
food, whatever, from Shanghai to the United States. It's come down significantly. It's back down to where it was back in uh, pre-pandemic 2019. It's actually down about 3,000% in the past few So a lot, of the, a lot of the services are coming back down. What about the cost of goods? That, that is going to take a while for it to catch up because yeah. we're buying goods that were purchased on container prices. So all of those Need costs through the system. And all those costs that are that are supposedly needed to be bad, they're not going to need it anymore. So I need to flush that through the system, get it caught up. And then I think we're going to be, there's a light at the end of the tunnel that we can kind of escape to. Um, it's not as bad as people are making it out to be on headline news. And I've been saying that. And that's why you can't uh, make investment choices on headline news. I mean, anybody that just knows the Jim Cramer, the inverse Jim Cramer meme and how funny that is. And he's one of the most popular you know, do this, do that, do that. And people love him. He's just wrong most of the time. And that's because the data he gets to give you guys is, is old. It's been known. It's publicly available. He's re- that's the fourth time he said it that day. So it's, it's not stuff you can make long-term decisions on. Um, we tend to get a lot of flack sometimes because we go against the grain, but that's because successful people take risks and get rewarded for that. And we are, have a long track record of going against the grain, making our own decisions based on our own experiences, our 380 plus years of cumulative investment experience that we have at the firm. And we apply that. And it tends to work long-term. Sometimes in the short term, it may work a little bit differently. And that's been the case, especially this past 12 months. But the, the benefit of, ha- of going against the grain is you get the benefit of not being just another sheep in the crowd. You get to differentiate yourself and that's the special part about working with a good advisor or a good real estate person or anything that's good in a, in a, in a niche market. You have the top end tier of what you have and everybody kind of wants that. But everybody gets like, you know, Vanguard or all the other, you know, plain vanilla stuff. Mm-hmm. And they just think that's all that's out there. It's going to be interesting. Black Knight just released mortgage delinquency data. This has been something I've been tracking for since the pandemic hit. And obviously, you know, things really jumped and spiked during that time. Anybody that could, you know, go into forbearance to kind of just weather the storm and see how things were going to play out and what programs were there and available to help and when those were going to expire. And obviously that has, you know, played itself out over the last couple of years but then with what the real estate market did, rates being as low as they were, prices going insane, tons of equity sitting you know, in people's houses, you weren't seeing foreclosures. You weren't seeing a lot of the you know, stuff that really would show cracks in the real estate market. Black Knight just released uh, some data uh, really around mortgage delinquencies being up 4.5%. Uh, prepayments fell 16.5% uh, this last month, which is the highest that they've ever seen since they first started tracking this data. Uh, the national delinquency rate rose 4.5% in October to uh, 2.91%, up 12 basis points since September, uh, driven by a sharp 9.4% rise in the 30-day delinquencies. October's just shy of 20,000 foreclosure start, starts represented a 7% increase that partly reversed September's decline. Um, but here's the key word, still 55% below pre-pandemic levels. Yes, yeah, exactly. So, you know, in the grand scheme of things, the big picture relativity to, you know, what would feel like more of a normal data set still drastically lower. So, there really isn't too many cracks in the real estate housing market right now. Just I mean, pricing, which has to come down because the demand is down in the cost to buy a house. So the, the price of homes ha- is going to continue to go down, especially in markets where it got really too hot. Yeah, what did I know you you and I were kind of talking about some of the data you guys have been seeing or some of the prediction you've been hearing. We have a 13, I have a 13%. Uh, decrease in value, home values across the board nationally. Yep, from now to... Uh, the bottom of the real estate market, which I think is going to be sometime in March of next year. Next year. So, and my, my prediction was more kind of in the 10% range, 
And you know, I was close. Some, no, but I think I, again, this is all this is all you know <laughs> predictions. At but the, the nice the thing is that me and you are both closer than what the NAR is like twenty four. I've heard, I've seen stuff up to thirty three. Just remember, nobody. We're not afraid to be wrong. No, and those I, people. I think a lot of this wrong. is going to play out. You know, more into Q two, Q three. Um, I think it's going to be like end of Q one, beginning of Q two. Yeah. So I do think that even lines up with what I'm thinking. I'm just seeing around 13% is what mainly because we have like um we have the coasts, which are like the worst parts. California has a ton of markets that are way too hot. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I mean, there's there's gonna be the ones that were had such a run on value and 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 compressed affordability Sacramento, so drastically. Sacramento is one of the worst. That you're gonna see those markets the delta of value drop is going to be drastic and yes. significant to most other markets that saw some stable, sometimes what felt like unreasonable growth, but nothing so insane that some of the markets around the country that saw year over year over year, 30, yeah. 50, 70% in certain sub markets. So I think, you know, right, that average will kind of balance itself out as mm -hmm. the air comes out of some of those markets. But depending on, and that's where I think that that kind of line, the Fed has to tightrope is, you know, allowing some of that air to come out of the markets without, you know, fully deflating, fully it. pivoting it's like back being, to giving the gasoline. It's and, like being a know, drag, drag driver. You got to have a half full tire because that thing's going to get hot and puff back up. That's right. So it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. But I think to close out end of the year, we think inflation has peaked. Yeah, it's going to continue to cool. Um, we think the I market... Think 50, 25 hold. Uh, I still have my... Um, if we break above, especially that, that 200 day, I really do think we could see a 40, that 43 on the S&P uh, hold through the end of the year, which is I'm, I'm as a whole on the top 10% of people that are making predictions for that of anybody that's making a prediction. But I think that I'm going to stick to my guns and continue to say that that is still has a likelihood of happening. I'll be the first one again to admit when I'm, I'm wrong, but so far so good. Uh, as a reminder, stock market is open. Um, this is Tuesday, November 22nd. Stock market is open on Wednesday. It is closed Thursday and, mm -hmm. and closes um, early at 2 p.m. Eastern time on Friday. So just as a reminder to everybody uh, on the West Coast, that's 11 a.m. On the East Coast, that is 2 p.m. The markets are closed on Friday early. Yep. And real estate wise, you know, I think the opportunities really, I'm, I would suggest if you're looking at real estate, if it aligns with your long-term goals and the numbers pencil today with the terms that you can get today, right? You can always refinance at a later date if you're holding this long-term. But if you have the ability to be patient right now and with real discernment, look at and assume every opportunity in value is going to drop 15 to 20%, right? We're saying 10 to 13, depending on what kind of opportunities you're looking at, hopefully ones that are off market or hopefully ones that are opportunistic buys, you know, aren't your traditional retail price tag, but are you know some real opportunities, right? Looking at those, assuming that you can, you know, bet probably the value is going to drop 15 to 20%. Cash flows in terms of rents are probably going to soften up a little bit. You know, looking at those types of opportunities with a much more discerning eye in the short term, again, you know, in real estate, which is very different than, you know, the stock market, when we talk about never trying to time the market. Well, in real estate, you try to time it. You try and time the market. Yep. And there's a reason for that. It's slower moving. It's much slower moving, right? And so, and there's a lot more data points that can really foreshadow strong fundamental mm -hmm. investment opportunities and times that you may want to sit back on and be a little bit more patient. And I can tell you, a lot of the people I know that have built insane amounts of wealth through real estate have attributed it specifically to looking at data sets and fundamentals with their investing by timing when they went in and purchased those assets. Well said. That's a hard that's a 
that's a hard concept to to divide in your head that there's two different asset classes that are somewhat symbiotic or mm-hmm. moving opposite of each other. And you literally, even though they're symbiotic, you treat them differently from a timing perspective. You have to because the fundamentals of each one intrinsically are somewhat... One works off of leverage and cash flow. The other works on long-term hold and annualization of, 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 of growth on cash. Yeah. But that... You'd be a fool to say stocks cash flow better on there's a level they obviously do, just like there's a level that real estate mm-hmm. does. But as a general term, you'd be a fool to say that stocks cash flow better than a cash flowing asset. That is real estate. They don't. And you'd be a fool to say that real estate's going to get you a better or higher annualized rate of return long term than stocks will. They're not. You just get things from them that you don't get from each one or the other. And one of the biggest things that you get from real estate that I like is tax benefits. It oh, makes yeah. the cash flow even... It makes that cap rate almost double the impact because you are lessening your burden while increasing your cash flow. I mean, it's just a beautiful thing. So again, I won't, I'll jump off my horse before I go down the trail too much, but it's, it's a good thing to have both. I don't know anybody that's super successful that just has one. Mm-hmm. And if you see people saying that like online, it's just not true. Just simply not true. Um, maybe a one-off, but for the majority, it, it's there's surveys and publicly available data. When people get to a certain level, they buy real estate, stocks, and businesses. I would That's say they, they they're buy. either not at a high enough net worth level, or they haven't been investing long enough. Yeah. If they don't have diversification, yeah, it's so funny. Or they've just got really bad. Counsel. It shows like primary residence, and at the bottom, it's the majority of your net worth, and at the top, it's like. This like sliver, like nobody freaking cares. And you have business interests and real estate and real estate syndications and you have trusts and you have mutual funds, you have stocks, you have insurance. You don't really have any, there's no crypto. I don't see anybody with a billion dollar net worth that had crypto on there. So I'll digress. Not unless you were one of them early, early, early pioneers Shitashi. in the space, which is a very small, 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 small group of, of people. But that's why I think just right now, it's a great time to really go through your investment portfolios I've been doing with Ryan and many of you have obviously by texting in x-ray to 844-447-1555, looking at your investment portfolio, looking at how you're closing out the end of the year, looking at how you're looking to take advantage of what 2023 is going to present. Same thing on the real estate side, right? Is like really taking assessment of what kind of goals do you want to move the needle forward on in 2023, right? Is it, hey, I just want to add another $5,000 in passive income per month, 10,000. I want to see some you know, appreciation or growth in my portfolio. Hey, I've got dead equity that's just trapped in there that I'd really love to be able to you know, use some of that equity to go and buy more cash flow. Like looking at, you have to reevaluate, reassess your investments every year, and I recommend, honestly, every quarter, if not every month, because the real people that are generating real wealth and are making real moves and are making real money are the ones that th- this, is, this is important. This is something that is prioritized every single week or month or quarter to ensure that you're doing the best that you possibly can by your dollars and making sure that they're doing the best by you to achieve the goals that it's that that you want to go out and achieve. And that just doesn't happen on accident. And if you do the right things in strategic small sprints over the marathon of wealth building, you're going to look up and go, wow, like I, I just, I, I think about the last few years for me as I've looked up and like, going, wow, like, thank God I didn't lose stamina around doing these little habits and things that oftentimes feel really insignificant while you're doing them. And then as they get more time under their belt and compound, then you look up and you go, well, that's why you get that validation of why you do what you know you should have been doing the whole time, even though it felt somewhat insignificant to you. And then right, seeing and feeling some of those tangible results, if that doesn't validate the disciplines and the habits you should have around your money and why you're doing what you're doing. I don't know what will, but these are the times, especially right now when we're going into a wealth building season that is unlike anything many people have seen for a long period of time. You want to make sure that you can capitalize on that to not just take one little baby step forward like you probably have been taking by doing the diligent, disciplined, you know, fundamental investments, but 
this is the opportunity you can take five leaps forward or you can go up five floors in your wealth building journey. Those don't come around that often. So just making sure that you're taking the time to do the work, to get control over what decisions you want to make or what things you should or shouldn't be doing. It's going to give you that much more confidence to sleep well at night, feel like you're giving yourself the best chance to go out and capitalize on the opportunities we know we're going to be in 2023. And that's what we're going to continue covering and talking about on the show. So if you enjoy the show, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, leave us a review, take -hmm. advantage of your free financial x-ray, get on the accredited investor deals list. You can text the word x-ray, you can text the word deals, and you can text the word events to 844-447-1555. With that being said, we appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, shooting the shit with us, talking investments, talking wealth building, and most importantly, hopefully you're going out there and taking action around the things that really are going to help you unlock new levels of you know income, of financial freedom, and impact, not just for you and your family, but for future generations and all the things that matter to you. So with that being said, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March to a million and beyond. We'll see you guys in next week's episode. Cheers. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Wealth Building Wednesday. Be sure to tune in next week for more news and updates. If you got some value from today's show, all we ask is that you either leave a review on whatever podcasting platform you enjoy listening to this content on or share this with somebody that you know can gain some insight, some value from it. One of the things that you guys know about Ryan and I is, you know, we definitely won't say we have all the answers and we definitely won't say we know it all. We just want to bring conversation to the areas, the topics that we believe are really important to bring attention and awareness to, to help you sharpen your ax, put more tools on your tool belt, weaponize you to make the best decisions that align not only with your financial goals, right, but your lifestyle goals. So if you guys want to take advantage of Ryan's free financial x-ray on your investment portfolio, all you have to do is text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. Most people have no idea what They're being charged from a fee perspective or really in most cases overcharged and whether or not their current investment plan is actually aligned with what they're trying to accomplish and by when. And this is something Ryan does for all of our listeners for free. So be sure to take them up on that X-ray, one word, 844-447-1555. Also, if you are someone who is serious about building your wealth and you're already kind of established, but you want to surround yourself with other like-minded, high net worth individuals Be sure to text WEALTHCAMP, one word, to 844-447-1555 to learn more about our intimate five-star experiences with other like-minded business owners and investors to cross-pollinate, to hear what they're doing, and to have a whole whole hell of a lot of fun while we're doing it. And last, if you want to know more about consulting or getting mentorship directly from me or from Ryan, you can learn more by texting the word MENTOR to 844-447-1555. With that being said, that's all for this week. Until next Keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March to a million and beyond. Cheers, my friends.